Hey, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. How are you guys doing? This is your guy, Larry, and you're listening to Black Nerds Biblecast. I'm so glad that you tuned in. Hey, we are halfway through this week, man. I mean, can you imagine? Man, we worked through Monday. Now we're here on Wednesday. So, <clears throat> how you guys, hopefully you guys are doing well. Um, we are still going through this devotional um, called Encouragement. For a world in crisis Or hope, I'm sorry Hope for a world that is in crisis Good news, excuse me I am making up my own title So good news Encouragement for a world in crisis That's found in the Bible app In your U version Bible app is such a good a good um, app to have And so we read a little bit from Lamentations um, Chapter 3 in Lamentations and then we also read out of um, the book of Matthew and a book of John. <clears throat> and then we end in Revelations. OK, so Revelations 22. Um, so definitely, definitely um, be encouraged. This is a, an encouraging um, devotional. Um, it it, it kind of challenges us to understand that even though. There are so many tragedies and things that are happening in our world today. That is there hope. You know, sometimes the bad news is what we get when we watch the television, right? Not to say that you don't, you shouldn't watch the news. But when you open up the Bible, guess what? You have good news in the Bible. So which one do you rather have? Would you rather have the bad news that you watch on Say Fox News, CNN or MSNBC or your local station, or would you rather just tune in to God and open up the Bible and find good news? Now, it depends on what version you want of the news. So, you know, we have that in front of us. God wants you to understand no matter what. God is not stressed about anything. He's in control. The pandemic the coronavirus, all that stuff It's not in his world It's not in heaven, he's got everything under control No matter what Am I saying that we shouldn't live Our lives under the guidelines Of, of safety, we should But understand With every safety precaution that we take Make sure we put God in front of us Make sure we pray Make sure we, we fast And we pray not just for ourselves But also for other people as well so guess what? If you're praying, you're praying not only for yourself and your family, praying for frontline workers, the government, the, the even the president. If you're praying for all these things, the Lord is going to make sure that he covers you, make sure that he provides for you, even in the midst of a crisis. The world is flipping upside down and we see all kinds of things that are happening. But you know what? <laughs> Always remember God is in control He's not He's not stressing over anything And neither should we Alright man sit back and relax And enjoy this next episode of Black News Biblecast Hey, good morning, everyone. How you guys doing? How are you doing today? Are you hanging in there? How's the week been going so far? Um, so we're going to continue and keep going in the uh, devotional that we've been reading. Um, it's entitled uh, Encouragement for a World in Crisis. It's in the version Bible app. Um, if you have the Bible app, I highly recommend it. It is a phenomenal app. It's a literally carrying the Bible in your pocket. Uh, in other words, you um, you can have um, the Bible, you know, read it daily. And it gives you uh, da daily verses to read as well as devotionals, such as the one that we're going to be reading through today. And then also um, it, it comes in different translations. Um, I love that. You know, you, you get a chance to have the uh, New Living Translation, the NIV, the King James, the New King James, and um, going all the way to the uh, original, I believe the 1611 is in there as well. 
um, the Message Bible and a few other Bibles, uh, Bible translations, all built into one app. So you can actually read a verse and then you can tap the translation bar and it could switch to a different translation. You can actually kind of like, you know, uh, compare what one verse says to the other. And I think that's really, really phenomenal. So do yourself a favor and get that version Bible app. It's free to download on your phone or on your, um, you can have it available on your laptop as well, I believe, and tablets, whatever, whichever one that you use. So definitely, definitely, it's, it's been pretty popular. Actually, a lot of people now is using it. It comes in different translations. So it comes in Spanish, it comes in Chinese, it comes in Russia, it comes in all these different translations um, that, uh, you know, that, that you would like to even read the version Baba app. Look to your, look on there on your Google Play Store as well as your Apple, um, your Apple Play Store as well, or, or however what you call it, the iOS store. So we're going to get right into it. Um, again, we are experiencing um, a lot of things that are going on in our world today. Um, things that uh, we've, we've been discussing all week long so far. And um, we want to know, uh, reading in God's word, what does God's word have to say about um, what's going on in our world today regarding, uh, you know, all the tragedies, all the, uh, the pandemic and uh, civil unrest, the protests that we, we hear on the news and, and just the day-to-day stuff that, that go on. You know, we got, you know, gas prices and uh, uh, finances and all the, just everything all kind of simultaneously. And then you have small-scale things and large-scale things. You got the government, you have local governments, as well as uh, all kind of natural disasters that happen in our world today um, and even in your neighborhood. So I guess, again, you know, focusing, I guess, on that, but also reading in the Bible, like there's never been a dull time in the world. And so um, with that being said, what does God have to say about it? Is Does God have full of anxiety and fear? We read that the last time when it came to our, our devotional about having fear and full of fear and whether or not we we need to fear. Remember, God says that that he did not give us a spirit of fear, but of, of love, of power, love, and a sound mind, right? So where does that come from? It comes from within ourselves and we worry about stuff. We worry about whether or not we're going to have a job. We worry about whether or not uh, we're going to be able to pay our bills, um, whether or not we're going to have food on the table. Those are all legitimate concerns too. But understand this though. Remember, God is in heaven. We're on earth. He doesn't have any fear or worry about where these things come from because he is our source and he is our strength. And he is the one that if we look to him, we don't have to worry about fear anymore because God is all powerful, all knowing. He knows exactly what you need and what, what, you know, how can, how can he can bring you out of your situation or bring you through your situation. But Let's see what God's word has to say. In this devotional, we are um, getting into the uh, book of First Peter, uh, chapter four, verse eight. And it's reading so far the verse that starts us off. It's most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other. For love covers a multitude of sins. That's in First Peter 4, 8. So let's continue on here. God forgives us. Do you ever get so frustrated with yourself for saying or doing something you know you shouldn't have? What about those? What about the thoughts you let go through your mind about other people? Every single day and often many times a day, we act in ways we know aren't honoring God. Our humanity is just so human, isn't it? Whether we understand what we're doing or not, God gives grace to us. His perfect, unmerited favor. 
covers a multitude of sins and is available to us 24 hours a day, every day of the week. The Bible is so is full of people who understood the powerful grace of God in their lives. Let's hear two stories. The first one is about Paul or Saul. According to himself, Saul was a Pharisee of all Pharisees. If anyone had a right to resume with numerous accolades, it was him. He stood for what was right, quote unquote right. And he was stood by watching Christians mur be murdered. He was determined to rid the world of Christianity. But then he met Jesus, Jesus, and I mean literally. And he was radically changed. Saul renamed Paul, became the most influential leader in the early church and authored 13 of 27 New Testament books. Now let's talk about Peter for a minute. Peter, uh, when referring to the 12 disciples of Jesus, Peter is almost always mentioned first. His leadership was evident and he he's known for being outspoken. So much so that when Jesus told the group that they would all desert him, Peter was adamant that he would never do that. Yet after Jesus was arrested, Peter was confronted and denied that he even knew Jesus, not once, but three times. When Jesus came back from the dead, he forgave Peter and restored him to ministry. Peter went on to be one of the most influential leaders in the early church. Now back to Paul. Paul didn't know what he was doing until he knew what he was doing. He genuinely didn't believe that Jesus was the Messiah and felt justified in his Jewish faith by attempting to rid the world of a supposed con artist. Peter, on the other hand, had been with Jesus and many would say he knew better. He even proclaimed that he'd be the last person to ever leave Jesus. Two very different scenarios covered by the same grace and forgiveness of God. We all sin and do the unthinkable, but God's grace lavishes us and with forgiveness. So no matter how far you strayed, how corrupt you've been and or who you've even hurt, God's forgiveness is just a simple prayer away. And in addition to having our sins forgiven, God won't waste our pain or experiences. We get to see those hard situations we walk through become stories of God's glory. He uses the most unlikely people to be his vessels of hope on this earth. Are you willing to be an avenue of hope to someone who needs Jesus? So what do you guys think about this today? Do you feel, did you feel yourself within this devotional? Did you see or could you identify with some of the examples that were given? Um, whether they were how Peter, you know, being as adamant as he was that he would never um, deny that he ever knew Jesus, but found out that he did the very thing that Jesus told him he would do? Or did you even feel like you might have been a self-righteous person like Paul, or at that time was called Saul, and he just felt like what he was doing was the right thing to do. And all the while he was doing what was wrong. Did you see yourself in those two different examples of individuals? You don't have to answer right now. Beside that, I'm not gonna make you feel bad. <laughs> because you know what? I've actually seen myself in some of these things too. Like the beginning of the devotional says, have you ever done something that you knew was wrong and you were frustrated? You knew you shouldn't have done it, but you did it anyway. You know what? I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands. I'm raising mine because I have definitely been guilty of it. I've been guilty of saying I wasn't going to do something and turn around and I did it anyway. What happens when we do that? I'm going to tell you, from my experience, you feel ashamed, you feel guilt, you feel you let God down. You felt like, man, I don't even feel like talking to him because 
I know that he didn't see what I did. And that's the and that is the facts. God sees everything. There is nothing that you do or that I do that is hidden from him. He sees every minute detail. And guess what? Because he's God, he just doesn't uh, see just what you do. He's a mind reader too. Oh yes. A lot of times we think that people, since people are not mind readers, that we're safe. But you know what? God is a mind reader. What and where I'm going with that is our the our deepest thoughts and evil thoughts and dirty thoughts and thoughts that we have against other people. Guess what? Your father in heaven, he knows them. Even though that person that you're thinking about doesn't think you don't you may not think that they don't know but God does know now I'm not saying this to make you feel guilty but I am going to tell you this with every secret sin that you and I may have with every fault that we have where we fail where we say we're going to do something and we turn around and we break that promise do you know God in his gracious mercy gives us grace he forgives he forgives you and me before we even have sinned. Let's take a look at Peter, for example. One of the things that we read in the Bible is the fact that when Peter said that he would never deny Jesus, in fact, Jesus had to tell him, you know what? The truth of the matter is, Peter, that before the rooster crows, you're going to deny that you ever even knew me three times. Now, Peter didn't want to believe that matter of fact at that time he probably felt that there was no way in the world that he would ever uh, uh, dismiss himself from the Lord Jesus because he loved him he would do anything for God matter of fact he even said I will die for him right but remember Jesus knew the beginning before the end he knew that Peter was going to deny him and he told him he says, when you do, and when you come back around, I'm going to forgive you, and I'm going to restore you. He says, Peter, one point in the Bible where he says, Peter, Satan has, has desired to sift you as wheat. That means Satan has a, has, a, has a hit out on you. Why? Because you're so gung-ho for God. You're so sold out for doing the mission of the Lord that Satan says you're a danger and you're a threat to, to, to uh, the devil's kingdom. And you know what? He's out to get you. So he said, after that, after that, I'm going to pray that you be restored. Because you know what? Not only was he a threat and the devil knew it, but Jesus knew that he was going to be powerful for the early church, for the launching of the church. So think about you yourself right now. What is it in your heart and your mind that you know that God has called you to do? What is it that you know that you are a powerful threat to the to the to the kingdom of Satan or to the kingdom of this world, basically? Remember, your testimony and your story about how God has saved you is so powerful that it'll save so many people. Now, listen, I know this is not just about salvation. This is about when you fail and then you fail and God knows that you fail, how God forgives and restores you. And that's what the ultimate thing about this whole devotional is right now remember this says here in the beginning of it in first peter 4 and 8 most important of all continue to show deep love for each other for the for love covers a multitude of sins so here's the thing right now when you see your brother that has has failed some kind of way we're supposed to restore them just like jesus restores us I know that's hard to do, but we're called. That's what we're called to do. We're called to show love for our fellow man when they have made a fallen, been had fallen into a sin and ask for forgiveness. 
So is that something that you've struggled with today? Is that something that maybe you have struggled with unforgiveness in your heart? Remember, if you don't forgive your brother, then God won't forgive you for what you're holding against him. Okay? Again, I'm going to say that again. Maybe you're like, wait a minute. Are you serious? Yes. God says that if you don't forgive your brother who you see, how can you ask for forgiveness from a God that you can't see? Something to think about, right? And it's important because the world knows that we are believers and knows that we are Christians by the way we show love for one another. That's absolutely important. It says here, again, most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other. For love, what covers a multitude of sins? It just doesn't cover one sin, but it covers many, many sins. So you know what? Love is powerful and love comes from God. So, I'm going to tell you, take this time to let this devotion sink in. Take this time to let it sink in and begin to think about, number one, God's forgiveness. If you've done something and you've fallen short, it's okay. But remember, God forgives you no matter what you have done. Let's take a break. And we're going to get into some of these verses. Get your Bibles ready. Hey, so I'm back. And uh, so you got your Bibles. So we're going to start off with the first one um, of this um, series of of, uh scripture readings and this one is found out of lamentations chapter 3 verse 22 and 23 it's one of my favorite verses too actually i mean there's a lot of i have a lot of favorite verses so this one it says the the faithful love of the lord never ends his mercy mercies never cease great is his faithfulness for his mercy begin afresh every morning now isn't that wonderful this means this is talking about how God his faithful love never ends wouldn't that be amazing for some of you that someone that you have in your life that you know a spouse husband or wife they say that their love faithful love never ends that makes you feel so good and makes you um, feel secure that no matter what happens in your relationship with that person, that their love will never end. It will never cease. OK, but in this case, we're talking about the Lord. So we know that sometimes per- human beings can be imperfect. We can be imperfect toward one another. Right. But in this case here, when they're talking about the Lord and Lamentations, it says faithful love, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. And you can take that to the bank. That means that when it comes to God, he never lies, but his love is forever. His mercies never cease. That means they never end. That means now mercies is fun, is awesome because do you know how many times you mess up? Do you know how many times I mess up? Man, if, if we continue to mess up, the Bible says that his mercies never cease. That means he's going to always have, he's going to give you grace for your mess up. He's going to give you mercy for what you've done. And listen, that doesn't mean that you continue to mess up. Do you know that the more mercy that you really understand that you're getting from God, what it's going to do is going to make you appreciate God that much more. And then you, you then when you do mess up, you say, God, forgive me. I'm going to make sure that I try not to do this same thing over and over again, because, you know, you don't want to be a repeat offender. If you really love the Lord 
and you're really doing the best. And, and not only that, just not just doing the best, but you really appreciate how merciful he is to you. Then you're not going to try to be a repeat offender of the same thing over and over again. You're going to be doing the best you can to please God. Because why? Because he loves you so much. That's like, again, let's just use the example of how your husband or a wife, you know, toward one another. We show each other love, love by when we do. Sometimes we do mess up, fall short, whatever you might want to call it. But we don't want to keep falling short over the same thing. Now, unlike God, we do have a limitation as to how much more we will take of somebody offending us. Right. Not doing what we told, ask him to do. Maybe not following instructions. Maybe um, not understanding or sure whether or not they love us. There's a limitation to your patient level. I'm sure some of you understand that. But with God, it never ends. But we still on a, on the on the giving end of things. We have to learn to say, okay, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm tired of messing up over and over again. But it's just good to understand and know that no matter how much we mess up on different levels and different things, that God's still going to be merciful and love us regardless. Now, verse 23 says, great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh every morning or each morning, the Bible says. That means that every single morning you wake up and you and you got a new set of mercies. That means God says, I am I, forget about yesterday. Forget about what you did yesterday. I'm not even thinking about it, especially if you've asked for forgiveness. So understand that if you've asked for forgiveness for what you have done, you cried out to the Lord and you're and you're genuinely sorry for what you did. And you say to the Lord that I'm going to do whatever I can to make a, to do this better and not do this thing again. Do you know what? The next morning he says, it's all forgiven. I don't even remember it. I don't even remember what you did. He says, it's all forgiven. Mercy, mercy, mercy over and over again every single day. Do you realize that in the way the world is right now with full of chaos, full of sin, full of hatred, full of malice, full of backbiting, full of all these different types of things that we see people doing to one another? Do you know that every single day God wakes us up with a new sun, a new day? Even if yesterday was bad and full of violence, God still wakes you up with a new set of mercies again. Man, what kind of God do we serve? Well, this thing, God, that he has mercy upon us. Listen, I don't claim to understand it all when it comes to God, but I am thankful that he's given us mercy after mercy every single day. And that's one thing that I will definitely say. Now, let's look at the next next uh, verse that I want to go over. Now, we're going to talk about um, Romans 8.28. Now, some of you know this verse by heart, like I do. But I'm gonna, we're going to read that real quick. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and call according to his purpose. Okay? Listen, God has a purpose for you and just like he has a purpose for me. But understand this, no matter what you go through in life, whether it's good or bad, ups and downs, trials and tribulations, whatever you want to may, may call them. God in his sovereignty, his all powerfulness, he knows and causes everything to work good for you regardless, even if it doesn't seem good at first. You may not understand why something bad has happened, but God does. And, and let me let me just let me just say it like this. OK, sometimes you may have done everything right and you had a bad thing that happened to you. 
and you say, God, why? Why in the world did this happen to me? I'm trying to do the best I can. But you know what God says? You may not see it now, but I see the beginning before the end. I see the overall picture. I can see how this is all going to work out. Now, remember, we don't know. We don't see how it's going to work out, but we have to learn to trust the Lord, especially if you took an inventory about your situation. You say, wait a minute. Did I do something to deserve this? If you haven't, guess what? God is going to use that situation for a greater purpose. We don't know what it's going to be, but maybe you'll understand it in the end. And here's another thing. Just for those of you that still don't know why that happened, you may may go through this life not knowing and not understanding why it happened. But guess what? Eventually, when you go to heaven and you be face to face with the Lord, all these things that was a mystery to you and the full and not a full understanding of why will become full and full of understanding to you when you get there. Your understanding will be complete. And I know this because I believe that God will bring everything to full completion the way it ought to be. I think that's wonderful. That's an awesome thing. Now, again, I'm not just saying kumbaya as if everything is going to be hunky-dory and fine. You will go through some things just like we've talked about before. Remember, the devotion is about hope in a, in, a, in a world that's full of crisis, right? How can we have that in the midst of a world that has all kind of sin in it, all kind of evil in it? How can we still walk through this life and know that we have a hope with God? Well, just guess what? Always remember this, no matter what you see and hear on the news, what you hear bad news all the time, Guess what? God is still on the throne. And you know something? It may be happening on earth, but it ain't happening in heaven. There's no chaos in heaven. Remember, God is in control. And you know something else? God's going to see to it that everything be put back in its proper place. So feel good about that. You may not be feeling good right now, but ultimately, God is in control and he will bring everything in full circle the way it ought to be. So we're going to get into some more, but we're going to take a short little break and listen to my self-made commercial by Anchor. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. Hey, welcome back. So, did you enjoy that little commercial? Hope you did. (laughs) Anyways, um, we're going to go ahead and get back into our Bible reading in um, this devotional. And we're going to get into a very uh, little bit of a small little story in here about Peter. Uh, I know I mentioned a little bit about him in our devotional reading. So, we're going to read the scripture and uh, actually a couple of scriptures and we're going to talk about it. How about that? So, in your Bible, um, we're going to go ahead and get into um, the book of Matthew, chapter 26. And we're going to read from uh, verse 69 to 75. OK, so that's um, Matthew, chapter 26, verse 69 through 75. All right. So meanwhile, Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard A servant girl came over and said to him, you were one of those of uh, with Je- Jesus, the Galilean. But Peter denied it in front of everyone. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. Verse 71. Later, out, out by the gate, another servant girl noticed him and said to those standing around, this man has was one was one of them with Jesus of Nazareth. Again, Peter denied it, this time with an oath. I don't even know the man, he said. Verse 73, a little later, some of the other bystanders came over to Peter and said, you must be one of them. 
we can tell by your Galilean accent. By this time, Peter swore, I a curse on me if I'm lying. I don't know the man. And immediately the rooster crowed. And suddenly, and suddenly Jesus' words flashed through Peter's mind. Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times that you even know me. And he went away bitter, weeping bitterly. Now, we're going to skip to um, the book of John, chapter 21. And we're going to read verses 15 to, through 19. John Chapter 21, verses 15 through 19. After breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied. You know I love you. Then feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Verse 16, Jesus repeated the question. Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said. You know I love you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. The third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said, then feed my sheep. I tell you the truth. When you were young, you were able to do as you liked you dressed yourself and went wherever you wanted to go. But when you are old, you will stretch out your your hands. And others will dress you and take you where you don't want to go. Jesus said this to let him know by what kind of death he would glorify God. Then Jesus told him, follow me. I want to um. I wanted to highlight this story within our devotional because it talks about that in the beginning, back in Matthew 26, it talks about Peter and how Peter, you know, he he denied the Lord Jesus Christ that he even knew him three times. Okay. And this is a typical example of one in a devotional, how he was talking about Peter a little bit, how he was more outspoken than most of his disciples. And he was to give you a little context before he um, they show him denying the Lord three times. He had told the Lord that he would he would willing he'd be willing to die for him. OK, and in fact, he would now. Um, right here it's it's it shows peter's failure though remember we all fail so you fail i fail we all fail we fail have you ever said something that you would never do something and you turn around and you did it anyway i know i have i have done this plenty of times but this is how in the case of peter and he stood before the lord and he didn't and he denied he, I mean, he stood before everyday people and denied that he ever knew him. Do you know sometimes we live our lives? Have you ever like been a Christian and you live your life in a way that wasn't pleasing to God and, and to others? And people kind of was like, you know, uh, wondering whether or not you was a Christian or not. You know, kind of like they call you hypocrite because of the simple fact that it's almost like a denial, like you don't even know the Lord because of the way you live. So that's that's for another time, another topic. But here's the thing, though. Peter, at that time, you know, Jesus was was going through this trial at that time and everyone had deserted him. He was on his way to the cross. And the people, you know, they, they the disciples were hidden. They were hiding for their lives, too. And Peter was one of them. He had he decided he was going to hide for his life because at that moment they were trying to grab everybody and trying to pretty much see whether or not, you know, who's going to be, you know, who's going to deny the Lord or who's going to be with him. And Peter was one of them, which is one of the strongest disciples he had. And yet he denied him three times when he realized he had denied him three times. 
the rooster crowed and 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 brought back to his remembrance the words of Jesus Christ. And this is why Peter inside of himself felt really bad. He felt so bad he couldn't quit crying. Now, the other verse is takes place after after the death of Christ. So after that, he was crucified and he rose again. And then when when he rose again, Peter went back fishing. He went back fishing, went back to doing what he he did when when John, I'm excuse, excuse me, when Jesus first met him. And so he was back out there fishing again. And here comes Jesus. Do you notice Jesus didn't just reject him after Peter had denied him three times. Jesus still came to him. He says, you know, he, he didn't see. And that's so wonderful about how Jesus is. Even though we might have messed up, even though we might have denied the Lord, denied us or in our lifestyle, even maybe walked away. Jesus he still says, I love you. I'm going to bring you in and accept you anyway. I'm coming back to you. Remember, this is the difference between love and the love of God and the love of man. If some of us did that to one another, man, it would be hard because that person may not ever, ever accept you again if you walked away. They feel bad. They feel offended. They feel hurt. And they will never open their arms again, or maybe they would, but it will take many, many years for that to happen again. But not Jesus. Jesus says, you know, when you come back, I'm right here. I'm right here and I'm willing to accept you. And, and we're not going to even deal with, with that, with what you did. If you're sorry for what you did and you ask for forgiveness, I forgive you. And especially if it's sincere and they come from the heart. So listen to this. They were at, after breakfast, after they had a good breakfast together. I love breakfast, guys. Something about me. You got to know. I love breakfast. Anyways, after breakfast, Jesus asked Simon, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord. Peter replied, you know, I love you now. I'm not going to read through, through this whole thing because actually this is my one of my favorite parts. It's called restoration. Jesus restores Peter. He restores him three times. He's, he read the script. He, he um, asked him, do you love me three times? There's a reason why I think that this is important because three times Peter denied ever knowing Jesus, who he was. He basically offended or sinned against Jesus three times. And you know what he does after him being res resurrected and, and now he shows up in front of Peter having a good breakfast. <laughs> um, he didn't, he, he asked him, do you love me three times? Peter had to respond three times. And you know what he did? He restored him three times times and you know what at the end he tells him about uh, gives him a glimpse of how he would die remember Peter said in the upper room at the Lord's Supper he said he said Lord I will die for you and you know what in fact he would and Jesus reminds him yes you will die for me you will do what, what it is. You will die in a way that will glorify God. And so remember this. God loves you no matter what. No matter what you've done. If you fail and you messed up, God truly loves you. And he truly forgives you. There's nothing too hard that you could ever do that God won't forgive you and won't and won't uh, forgive you and, 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 and restore you. If you're feeling like you, what you've done is so hard that he'll never forgive you, try him. Think about something right now. If you're a person right now that has done something that you know, and maybe you right now, you're not as close to him as you should be. You know, 
God says, what are you waiting for? I want to restore myself to you. Okay. Remember in first Peter four uh, chapter four, verse eight says most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other. But it says love covers a multitude of sins. So listen, um, I'm going to end this with another verse said, and coming out of Revelations 22. Let the one who is uh, doing harm continue to do harm. Let the one who is vile continue to be vile. Let the one who is righteous continue to live righteously. And let the one who is holy to continue to be holy. Okay. This is... Um, Revelations 22, verse 11. So what he's saying here, he says, in the world that we live in, people are going to continue to do what they're doing. Now, we're supposed to be in a world that, that is full of evil and full of lots of things that are going on in our world today. Remember, this is part of the devotion. Hope in a world that is full of, in a world in crisis. And it says here that this is the condition of the world that we're living in. And let's continue to live the way we're living righteously, living holy. Okay. Committing yourself to God, regardless of what is going on in this world today. The world's going to continue to implode itself. It's getting more and more evil. We can, we can really get into details about all the things we see that is happening in our world today. No matter what the world is doing, keep your eyes and your mind, your heart focused on God no matter what. Understand God loves you no matter what. If, you're, if you feel that you've fallen away from God, restore that relationship with him right now. He's willing and able to forgive you and move past whatever it is. But the longer you stay away from him, the longer you, you, you have that, that gap between you and him. Don't allow Satan to come in and keep you apart from God. Don't allow guilt and, and, and fear of what you think God is, is thinking about you. Don't let that uh, take place in your life. Come back to the Lord and, so that he can restore you and love you once again. He's not going to ever hold it against you. He says that your sin, he'll, he'll cast it from, from as far as the east to the west. And, you know, I heard a pastor, one of my, my pastor that I used to be under. He told me, he says, you know, he says, east and west, they go from left to right and they never meet again. When do they ever meet? They don't. That means that your sin is cast forever, never to be never to, to be remembered again. Anything, anything else from God is about forgiveness and love and mercy and grace. So accept that, embrace that, embrace the love and and and, and the mercy and the grace that God has for you. Listen, we're gonna. I'm gonna pray. That if you're far away from God or walked away from God, it's okay. Come on back home. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for another day. Thank you for watching over us, keeping us safe. Father, we're living in a world of crisis. We're living in a world of a pandemic, uh, living in a world of protests and rioting and all kind of civil unrest and hatred among ethnicities, cultures, Lord. Even some kind of even even some ways of generations. Lord, help restore those relationships. First of all, restore the relationship of a mother and a son or father and a son or a daughter. Restore those relationships between a sister and brother or a relative or even a friend or co-worker. Lord, whatever it is, whatever situation that anybody's in right now. You see it, first of all, because you're God. And Father, I ask right now that you work on the hearts and minds of those that are listening right now. Father, they may feel like they have done so wrong that they can't come back to you. 
that there is nothing that they, that you could do to ever put them in the right place again. But remember, you're God. We know that you're God and, there, and you're the God of impossibilities. And you love them with a love that's not even like the love that we display. You love them with a godly love. That's a love that surpasses all understanding. There's like a peace that surpasses all understanding. Lord, I ask right now. Your, your word tells us in Lamentations, it says that your mercies are, are just plentiful. They're restored every single day. Every day there's a new day. You're faithful. You're more faithful to us than we have been to you. And you know what? No matter how many times, like Peter, how many times we have sinned, how many times we have denied you, how many times we have felt that we have not acted appropriately. God, you're right there to forgive us all over again. And Lord, I personally, I thank you for that. Now, for those that feel that they have walked away, all it is is a simple Lord, I'm sorry. I'm back. I, I'm here and I love you and I want to be loved by you. That's all it is just to be restored. Lord, I thank you right now in advance for those that have already prayed this prayer and asked for forgiveness. And they're coming to you with sincere hearts. And we thank you once again. We thank you for what you're going to do in their lives. We thank you for the restoration of their lives, their, their relationship with you. Help them to go on in victory, never to be holding it over themselves again for what they have done. But now they are free to be loved by you. And Lord, I thank you so much. I thank you for forgiving us, for forgiving us for our sins. Thank you for the shed blood on the cross. Help us to go forward now and have a wonderful day. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this devotional in this Bible cast. And you know what? We got more to go. Yeah, we're halfway through the week. Some of you that may be listening to this recording. So I hope you're doing well. Have a wonderful week. Like I said, in spite of the, what the world is doing, keep your eyes and your mind and your heart stayed on him. Wherever you go, take the Lord along with you wherever you go. All right. I'll be talking to you soon. And stay encouraged.